So I said to my old mate, Arve, I said, what you need to do to solve this? Oh, hello. Welcome to Geeks and Gaijins. I'm the Gaijin John. I'm the Geek Tom. And we bring you things, well, podcast and audio sounds from both the East and the West. Yeah, this is Geeks and Gaijins, the podcast where we, we talk Japan and other nerdy stuff. But hopefully mostly Japan this week. I kind of took over the podcast last episode with my own nerd stuff. So I'm giving John, in return, his own Japan-centric podcast, you know, as a, as a favour. Oh, thank you, because also, like, it's a week to talk about Japan, because, ah, oh, Japan has realised something's happening in the rest of the world. <laughs> what? What could possibly be going on right now that we can't possibly be sick of hearing about? <laughs> Yay! No, Japan realised that something was wrong at the beginning of April did like two things and then went like now there is nothing wrong then suddenly they cancelled the olympics and went oh no started testing people and oh wait there's something actually wrong as of time of recording shinzo abe has made an announcement that he will make an announcement uh maybe he will then make another announcement during that announcement uh that there will be uh emergency status of emergency that's the words Oh dear. However, Thomas, this is, as all Japanese laws are, a request. So how does that mean? How do the prefectures have to respond to that then? Do they have to listen to it still, or can they just go, I have taken your advice under consideration and I have decided no? Essentially, what he has done is give the option to do things to the different prefectural governors. So they can now do this thing, and he's asking them to do this thing. They don't have to do the thing if they don't want to. For some strange, if for some strange reason they still don't want to do the thing, like it's been, we've been talking about this for like two months now. Yeah. On and off, I feel like it was like episode nineteen or twenty that yeah. we were really starting to make some headway on this, and it still Japan hasn't like shut everything down. They're just sort of spinning their wheels on it, so. There is still technically no confirmed cases in my prefecture. How well have your prefecture been testing? <laughs> Sorry, you can test? You can test? Huh? Ah. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah. dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, school starts tomorrow, guys. I'll tell you how that goes. No, mm, no, it won't. I like my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So, in nicer news, essentially... Japan is gonna Japan, and they won, shut off all entrance and exits to the outside world. I am now officially stuck here. But also, they have cancelled all international mail, so I can't even get things. Oh no. Amazon Japan is going to be destroyed. Oh no, Amazon Japan is fine. (laughs) Of course it is. No, it's just like, I'm glad my birthday was last week, because my... My mum managed to send my presents before the entire country went into mail lockdown. Oh, thank goodness for that. I know. I'd like, I really needed a bicycle helmet, but I did. Thanks, <laughs> mum. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. A bicycle helmet internationally? You couldn't have got one of those in Japan. They're expensive. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Also, Japanese ones look really weird. They look like you have a bucket on your head. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, I didn't realize that Japan had such different designs in bicycle helmets, but I guess you're now going to look, look the weird one because you're the one wearing a fancy foreign helmet. We will talk about Japanese bicycles in another episode, but essentially helmets here are only mandatory for those under 13. Basically, the only people who wear helmets are kids, and so once you're not a kid, you're like, yeah, I'm going to cycle without a helmet. Yeah, I'm so cool. Oh, also, why does Japan have some of the highest accident rates for bicycles in the developed world and so lots of all the junior high schoolers if they cycle to school have to have to wear because the school says you have to wear uh these really like dumb little builder builder hats ah think of like bob the builder level i am that was exactly what my first thought was when you said builder oh dear yeah exactly so i'm like yeah i'm i'm the foreigner cycling also i'm really bad at cycling so i've got my little my little hat on and they're like <laughs> i just get looked at and go like yep that's a that's a foreigner all right i'm like yeah oh there goes john again what's he up to now oh i'm gonna out cycle that coronavirus Social distance me. <laughs> we come up with the dumbest stuff on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we do. And on that note, um, masks. 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 They're better at protecting you from coronavirus than bicycle helmets. Oh, that, I don't know. I've been walking around with a bicycle helmet on my face all day and I've not caught it yet. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Okay, so many people might know about masks. Uh, they're very popular in Asian countries and now have suddenly become popular all over the world for some unknown reason. <laughs> for the reason that will not be named. <laughs> exactly, Voldemort. Voldemort's just got really bad breath, guys. Uh, I mean, he did once breathe fire, so, you know, that there's something nasty going on there. Exactly. So... We did talk about it in a couple of the past episodes. I can't remember which ones. But essentially, masks here, a lot of like school-aged children wear them because it kind of helps cover up like acne and things like that, and it's socially acceptable. It helps cover up acne, bad breath, all those kind of things. Yeah. But right now, we're getting into fancy mask territory, Thomas. Oh, we upgraded our mask game. Yep, we're going we're gonna to pull up pure top mask game. So not only do we have the masks that have like little Winnie the Poohs on them, we have some homemade masks. We have reusable masks. We have mask reusing spray. Ooh, I have absolutely no idea how any of that stuff works. Please tell. I, I don't understand. Please explain. You can buy little kits at the supermarket, which is like how to make your own mask with a little like you buy like a special piece of floral cloth. So essentially you can, it's a clothy own mask that you can then wash at home. Okay. I think for our American listeners, like the head of something have has done a video on how to make your own little masks at home. And they're better than nothing. If, I mean, if you believe that masks work, if you believe that masks work, which nah, 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 I'm not a scientist. I mean, in theory, anything is better than nothing, but uh, probably not by an awful lot. Mm -hmm. I guess if if you've just got to have a mask on, though, having one that you can make at home and reuse isn't too bad an option. Yeah, and they stop you spitting on people, which apparently I am told is bad. Is that a 
regularly a problem? Well, I think it's because like viruses are spread by invisible droplets. So uh... it's supposed to catch them so you don't spread them to other people. Whether whether that is true, I have no idea. I am not a doctor. Not doctor not doctor total advice. Fair enough. I've ate noodles for the last five lunch times. That's a healthy diet. Not doctor approved. <laughs> So that's like the make-at-home masks. Yeah. Then you said there were reusable ones as well. Yeah, so there are ones that are like, they have special filters in them that you can remove. These are the pure, pure, super fancy ones. I don't have one of these. What I do have, which my school has quite kindly provided for me, is a special coloured mask. So for some reason, it's green. I don't know why it's green, but I look like the strangest surgeon ever. Uh, who's come in business casual today. But also this little green mask, it has a special spray on it that is supposed to do something. Essentially, I think it's supposed to slightly sanitize it and also make get rid of the bad smell. I'm bad at Japanese. This is all I can work out. It cleans it, more or less, is what. Seems to be the idea. Terms and conditions may apply. Please ask your doctor if masks are right for you. And speaking of masks and these reusable masks, there is our great friend of the podcast, Abe Sama himself. <laughs> Who is still not returning our calls. So, now nah, he's he he'll pick up. I've left messages. Uh, <laughs> Abe Sama himself has announced every household in Japan to counter the coronavirus, they will receive two, mark them, two masks. Uh, reusable masks, or...? Yes, but only two. Only two? Yes. So, if you want to go out, and two other people want to go out in your family, no, only two masks. All right. I mean, it's not like there's a whole horde of people over here who are regularly going outside either, so... And also, this has been generally derided in Japan, because also, like, reusable masks are only reusable up to a point. You can't just keep on wearing them every, every day, like, for hours. This has spawned some amazing Japanese memes. Ooh! Uda memes. We're importing those foreign foreign memes now, are we? Well, you're exporting them, I guess. There is the basic ones. This We will try our best in audio form to describe them. I will send them one by one to Tom. So this is Abe-sama himself following. Notably, he is wearing two masks, one on his <laughs> eyes and one on his mouth. <laughs> He's just being extra careful, isn't he? <laughs> I know. But it's He's just very health-conscious in these dangerous times. There is also, of course, there's the one about two masks in which a family of eight people, including the cat, need to share two masks. Oh dear, that that, that does not look comfortable. That's that's a very tight conga line of people all held together by a single mask. That's and multiple classic anime shots have been recreated with the parents selfishly hogging the two masks apart from the sad child. <laughs> <laughs> Children will be fine. They'll get. They'll bounce back. They don't need to worry. 
This includes scenes from the movie Spirited Away, in which just the two parents are wearing the masks. I see nothing wrong with this. <laughs> oh dear. Uh... Essentially, there are just a lot of pictures of parents who are ignoring their children whilst the parents are sitting there in those masks. I mean, what are you going to do? It's not like you can send little Timmy out to uh, do all the shopping for you. Yeah, not that exactly. You're really doing lots of self-isolating over there, really, are you? You're still sort of business nope. as usual. There's no lockdown. There was a, there was a polite request at Tokyo on the weekend. That, that went... Mm. It didn't went at all. It just it's it stayed. Yeah, but a lot of these are like basically people are taking popular things and adding two masks to them because people are like, Abe, do something for me. Where are my two masks? Because that's apparently all that's happening. Where's my Arumakun mask meme? I need one of those in my life. On that masked note, it's time for some snacks. On that masked class of memeing. It's time for some snacks. Snacks, yeah. yes. Oh, f <laughs> <laughs> What did you do? John, are you okay? John, talk to me, John. I threw the snack in the air and it fell on the microphone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank goodness you hadn't opened that ahead of time. Well, I had. It, it just stayed together. Why would you throw an open bag of snacks in the air, John? <laughs> John, please. I just wanted to look cool in front of the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is our, our snacky snack for today, John? Snacky snack this week is paka. Excuse me? <laughs> it's paka, or as the Japanese will put it, puka. Somehow that's not better. <laughs> no. Uh, this is a kind of chocolate biscuit, which is, or cookie, as the uh, Americans would put it. You can find pictures of these all on Instagram, the Gaijin John. I forgot to put up last week's, but they'll be there by the time you listen to this episode. Yeah. Uh, oh dear. But no, pucker, and these are chocolate pucker. Um... Yeah, they're essentially little... They're shaped like octopus because Japan loves to shape things like octopuses. I guess that looks vaguely octopus-shaped. Well, I hope it is. They're supposed to look like dumb fish. But also, on a on a great note, essentially, because it's the only box I could find, this is Tokyo 2020 limited design. Oh, boy, is it limited. <laughs> also, it says limited design in English. I don't know why it says limited design in English. Probably so it could appeal to all those tourists who were coming over to the 2020 Olympics and would might want to fancy themselves some local delicacies. And obviously, if you're in Japan for the 2020 Olympics and want to snack on something, you'll want something specifically for the 2020 Olympics that will be around after the 2020 Olympics are finished. I mean, and you're going to want something that is paka. For our for our non-British listeners, pucker is a form of slang that implies something is delicious. I don't think the Japanese I mean, have been informed of this. We'll have to see if they accidentally hit the nail on the head with that one, won't we, John? Well, these are like little chocolate. They're shaped like octopuses or clams. They're just biscuits with ears. Um, 
<laughs> and inside these, I assume there is chocolate because that's what's on the outside. On the packaging, not on the outside of the biscuit. Well, no, yeah, but also this packaging also has a a packet inside it because this is Japan. Japan, yes. Japan. Packaging. All right, here we go. Eat the takimasu. It's like a first. So here we go. First, it's like a little like cracker on the outside, and on the inside, there's like a hole. I can see some chocolate in that hole. So there's only one way to find out. Eat the takimasu. Damn, these are good. Oh, there's only one way I can describe them. And Thomas, did you ever get like the little chocolate face biscuits? I think were from Europe that were like, I don't know, they're because it's such kind of chocolate cream with like a sweet biscuit on either side of it. And for anyone at home, like, think of the chocolate faced biscuits that like you get in France or something. And, and this is that. In small bite-sized form. Can't say I'm all that familiar with those. Let me have a look. See if I if I can jog my memory. I Biscuit. found them. Ah! Yeah, those look familiar. They're actually McVitie's. They're they're called like BN biscuits. I, I for some reason I just associate them going on going on holiday, like uh, either like the north of France or just like being stuck in the car for a while. I think they're kind of like those Dutch biscuits they have as well. Yeah. Where it's just two biscuits glued together with a with some chocolate in the middle. Oh, that's exactly it. Oh, that was a raspberry version as well. Yeah. Yeah, I remember these being those faces being raspberry, but uh, I guess they're the chocolate equivalent as well. Yeah, and these are like the chocolate version, only in small octopus-sized bites. Oh, man. So you could just shove like a whole fistful of them in your mouth. Uh, any problems? I can and I will. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Pucker. Pucker. I recommend it. This was only like 60 yen. So, well, 60, 70, 80 yen. Who knows? Around that. So that's a, little... a very Pucker Pucker, is it? That is Pucker Pucker. Nice. Pucker Pucker gets the Pucker seal of approval. Hey, boys. Boys. And so with that out the way. Yeah. <laughs> With that out of the way, Thomas. Hello. Proceed. Ah, John's letting me have my segment. How nice. I've finished. I've finished. I've, I've drained my stress at Japan. Thank you, listeners, for listening to all that. All right. Well, this isn't a podcast. This is just therapy for me. But yeah, <laughs> it's the majority of the human contact I get these days. So as some of you might be aware, it's April now. I was aware because it was my birthday. Yes, that too. It's also Thomas's birthday soon, listeners. Please do not send me any presents. Just because international trade has not been shut down in England does not mean I'm going to receive any gifts. Also, we don't have a P.O. box, so you'd somehow have to know where Thomas lived, and that's terrifying. I mean, considering how all of our social networking has been glued together in the sort of Frankenstein's monster sort of scenario, I wouldn't be surprised if someone were able to track me down. It wouldn't actually be that hard. <laughs> Who's that? Hello, it is Shinzo Abe. What are you doing here? 
He's come for his interview, finally. <laughs> finally. Those emails worked, guys. But now he's not allowed back into Japan because, Damn you know, it. he's left the country. But it was a price he was willing to pay to be on the Geeks and Gaijins podcast. So, with uh, with it being April and all, we mm-hmm. have a new season of anime to discuss. Yes! Yay! We finally got onto the geek section of the Geeks and Gaijins podcast. Denied. <laughs> and so, I decided to do what I probably should have done for the last couple of times we did a seasonal rundown, which is actually watch some of the anime that we'll be discussing today. John, I don't think you have done any of these previews yourself, have you? No, because I have a job. <laughs> Ow! No, sorry, I am God not. Damn, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not locked down, and I'm preparing for like one of the busiest parts of the school year. So no. Fair enough. Uh, but I have watched uh, a bunch of the first episodes of the new original anime that are coming out. I've not watched anything that's a sequel or a spin-off to an existing franchise, at least as far as I can tell. But because I figure. If you were a fan of the old series of that anime, you probably want to watch the sequels anyway. So the format I have the format I have here, so Thomas doesn't take over the entire podcast again, is Would I do that? Yeah, he would. He would he would, <laughs> listeners. He he does. And he is. Damn it. He almost he almost got me. Um, I a stinker. So I'm going to say the name of an anime. I have this list here of the new anime this season. I have the list of an anime, and Thomas will have... I'm going to give you a minute. I'm going to give you a minute on each of these anime. Basically, you have that minute to say what you thought of the first episode. Okay. Have you seen any Have you seen any second season stuff? No, that, just, just a first Not even the second stuff. season of Kaguya-sama. I will be binging that in excess once it's finished. Don't you worry. Okay, so... Let's get... Ready to run down. Nice. So first we have Kami no Tou. Yes. This is a show called Tower of God. It's one of the big flagship series from Crunchyroll's new Crunchyroll Originals Mm. production series. And it's based off a popular webcomic from the Webtoon platform. Ah. It follows the story of a boy named... Bam trying to ascend a titular tower of gods in order to follow after a girl who has left him behind to pursue her own dream of seeing the stars. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a very action and adventure heavy story, even inside a very bizarre world of the tower. And the first episode hasn't been like com- very dense on story details or anything particularly impressive but the art style is pretty distinct and it's got some really interesting visual direction going on with it which was really nice to watch so i think this might be one of the the big breakouts of this season uh, 10 especially, seconds especially because i love awesome action shows on so i think this would be a fun time to watch awesome next one we have BNA. BNA. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. BNA, aka Brand New Animal, is the latest in Trigger's production series. It is a story about a world in which uh, beast men, aka anthropomorphic animals, and humans coexist. So it's, it's Zootopia then? 
No, the, I say coexist in the loosest of terms. The humans absolutely hate the beastmen, and the beastmen have had to construct their own city in isolation from the humans in order to pursue a a healthy life. Indeed. Uh, and we follow the adventures of a girl who has recently been transformed into a tanuki person for mysterious reasons. Ooh, mysterious. It's very distinctively triggered. It's got their classic animation style. It's uh, also a lot of fun to watch the action because it's so ridiculously over the top. And if that's what you like from Trigger, it's the most anime anime I think you're going to find from this scene. Wonderful. End of that bit. Uh, Kashushi Goto. Kakushi Goto is a story about a man who is trying to hide the fact that he is a lewd manga artist from his daughter. Oh, it... no, okay. Next one. What? No, <laughs> hold on. This one's actually pretty good. It's a uh... slice of life comedy, so it's kind of like split into uh, sort of like, you know, little short stories. And it's honestly just really cute and wholesome. It's just uh, about a man who's too embarrassed about his career to share it with his daughter. So he often, he has constructed a whole facade about him being a regular businessman without ever really discussing the nature of his work. The strange thing about the first episode, though, was that there's an awful lot of, uh, of uh, information that suggests that there's actually going to be some added drama to this particular um, story so i don't know exactly where this story is going to take me but it's uh it seems like it's going to be a fun time and i don't want to get on that wild ride no 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 uh glyphnir glipnir glipnids glipnir is our edgy boy show of the season oh it's got uh, edge it's 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 edgy and it's horny as hell um it's a story about a boy who randomly transformed well not randomly has mysteriously started transforming into a strange sort of mascot monster and how he has been uh his life has been derailed by his by meeting a girl who has got an awful lot of mystery surrounding her as well as the mystery of a item which looks an awful lot like a coin that seems to be attracting other strange monsters. Mascot uh, monster because Japan. Because Japan. So uh, the animation is actually really interesting on that. They've got an awful lot of uh, detail in the character animation. Uh, it vaguely reminds me of some sort of Monogatari vibes, which mm. you know, considering it's all about monsters, okay, back in mono, uh, kind of seems quite fitting. Anyway, Glipnir, it's got action. It's got mystery. It's got... Shots of women's underwear, if that's what you're into. Ah, oh, dear. Okay, yesterday, war. Utatete. Mm. Didn't see that one. Cool. Oh, Christ. Otome game no hametsu flag shikanai akeyuke reju ni tensei shitsemata. There is a English title for this that'll be way easier. Never. To say, my next life is a villainess, all roots lead to doom. Guess what, guys? It's an isekai! And a light novel adaption. Could you tell by the title? <laughs> anyway, this one's interesting uh, because... Well, let's get into the basic premise. A rich, wealthy aristocrat girl has suddenly realised that she's actually the reincarnated spirit of a 
stay at home nerd girl from modern Japan and is actually <laughs> living the life of her dating sim game that she was playing before she died. Uh, unfortunately, she is not reincarnated in the role of the heroine. She is in the role of the villainess. And the storylines for each of the different uh, tan branches the story goes down always lead to the villainess either being exiled or murdered. So her new quest in life is to find as many ways as possible to stop either of those eventualities from happening to her before the story is concluded. That actually sounds quite interesting. It is quite interesting, honestly. There's an awful lot of fun to be had with it. And it seems strangely wholesome because obviously she wants to get along with everyone rather than be a titular villainess, even if the reason behind all that is so she doesn't die. <laughs> all right. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of fun as well. There's this whole fun sort of uh, council of the Katarina's going on in her head where she's got five different personalities arguing over what the best uh, course of action is. And it's really fun what the uh, voice actress is doing with all the different personalities inside her. So uh, I'd recommend that if, you're, if you find that interesting. Okay. Hachi nan de sore wa nai desho? Fantasy. Didn't watch it. Appa de ranman. Okay. Do you want wacky races in 19th century continental america i'm glad you said wacky races there and not wacky racism <laughs> we have two japanese guys who are sent adrift in a small steamboat converting it into a car in order to race across the continental united states to get prize money to get them back home to japan so it's anime fantastical men in their flying machines it is vaguely around the world in 80 days, a little bit of Back to the Future 3, and a whole lot of anime. Those so... magnificent men in their flying machines. And as I said, it seems very wacky races. It just, I have no idea what's going on, but it looks an awful lot of fun. Okay, next, art day. Art is about... A-R-T-E. I mean, yeah. It's it's a show called Art about a girl called Art who's pursuing art in <laughs> uh, 16th century Florence. That's not a fun title. Like, cool, as someone who did Italian Renaissance history, that's not a fun time to be in Florence. I mean, uh, for some people it is, but for a lot of people, who it's not. Well, I don't think they've really got into much of that. Art is a aristocratic-born girl who has decided to renounce her aristocratic wealth in order to pursue a career as an artist in order to gain the independence of not having to marry a man to secure her future. You Which, go you know, get him, girl. Is nice. Art, enough, art as a character seems really entertaining. She's got an awful lot of personality. And it does approach the fact that you know it was really hard for women to be treated seriously as an artist back then it was really hard for a woman to do quite a lot of things back then yeah they made that quite clear uh hopefully the fact that she's been taken in by a male artist called leo isn't going to uh, uh... make it a whole man savior thing but we'll see it looks like art has the potential to be her own person which is very nice is leo leonardo da vinci <laughs> I 
don't know. I've not brushed up on what. The answer is yes. The answer is totally yes. I don't know what time period Leonardo da Vinci was in, particularly. Like, there's an awful lot of time in the 16th century to work with. Uh, he doesn't look like Leonardo da Vinci. Was Leonardo da Vinci a beggar in his in the earliest parts of his life? He was multiple things. Okay. Well, at the moment, he hasn't suggested he's like in his kooky inventing phase. It's just, hey, I draw stuff. Okay. No, he'd have been in his fifty. He'd have been in his fifties in the early 16th century. Uh, yeah. Who knows? They might take an artistic license with it, but I don't really know. Japan. Anyway, so next we have Kujo Keiji Balance Unlimited. Didn't watch it. Like I said, listeners is the only other one I watched. So, listeners. Listeners. John, do you like mechs? Maybe. Do you like rock music? I'm, I'm inclined. Do you like a show that is just mechs and rock music and everything else is constructed around those two concepts? Let me, let me quickly just check something. Yeah! This is by far the weirdest, cheesiest thing I've seen so far. And, oh boy, I have absolutely no idea what to make of listeners at the moment. It looks like it could be an awful lot of fun, but I have no idea where it's taking me. The story follows a boy who has been living his entire life uh, digging through scrap heaps to make a living, uh, and a girl with amnesia who has recently been discovered in said scrap heap, who is also apparently something called a player, which is basically like some sort of strange mecha pilot type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happens is that she has a audio input uh, on her hip, which plugs into the mecha through an aux cable, and then they use the power of mechs and rock music to fight off strange, dark shadow beings called Earless, you know, who are trying to destroy something or other. It's not really clear. I'll allow it. <laughs> it could be a lot of fun, and it's clearly what wearing its uh, inspiration on its sleeve. It's very much a, a big celebration of... Lots of different types of rock music, so I can't begrudge them for that. They're having a lot of fun with it. Whether it's going to be good, I don't know. (laughs) That is somehow both the least anime and most anime thing all year. I mean, yeah, obviously they're taking a lot of inspiration from Western music and that culture might bleed into it, but it's also so very anime at the same time. It's, It's definitely a fusion of all the different cultures. I will say that Japan is still stuck in the 1980s. I heard when I was in the supermarket before this, Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto by Rush. <laughs> I am not lying. Japan loves 80s music for some reason. Maybe it's because their sense of technology is stuck in that same era. Oh, fax machines. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get over the fax machines, are you? John? No, because I have to do. Because uh, I have to live with them, Thomas. You don't have to. I anyway, don't have to. I think that's all for this week. We are still surviving. Whether whether that will happen, whether we'll be available next week, who knows? I do. It's probably yes. The answer is almost definitely yes for me. Nothing is changing around here and probably won't for some time. Anyway, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, 
Uh, more things. Twitch. We stream occasionally on Twitch, mostly when I'm free and Thomas is feeling inclined. But yeah, I like, like the fact that you didn't have to question whether I'd be free or not because we both know I definitely am. Yeah, pretty much. So we play Danganronpa and other random random anime games, and also I was playing some Mountain Blade earlier, which is a really fun medieval like slashy sandbox em up, and always <laughs> fun. Uh, we also just have. Twitter and Podbean and all those things. Go like them. We have a YouTube channel, and Thomas has been working on YouTubey stuff, so that may appear at some point. He also has two. Uh, he also has some videos so up anyway. He also has some videos up anyway, so you can go watch those. Yeah, all about isekai and how to how to know more about that anime. Do you have anything more to tell the listeners, Thomas? No, I think we I think we got everything. Stay indoors. Wash your hands. You know, everything the government should have been telling you already. Kioskate. Be excellent to each other. Party on. But, you know, in the safety of your own homes. Kioskate. That means take care in Japanese. Bye-bye. <laughs>